0: Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas, who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, I'm exploring a completely foreign topic to me, hypnotherapy. Beth Ann Davenport with PrescriptionWellness.com tells us all about it, and it has nothing to do with clucking like a chicken on stage in Branson. You'll get to meet her right after this. All right, let's get something straight. I've been talking about Acles Carpet One for some time. And those of you in Central Arkansas might have seen me in some of their ads because I believe in these people. These people have taken care of me. Now they are taking care of you. But let me tell you one other angle to Acles Carpet One that you may not know. The entire name is Acles Carpet One Floor and Home. And that means you can get carpet, of course, hardwood, vinyl, laminate, Ceramic tile. I'm thinking of all the things. There's the LVT, but people, did you know they've got cabinets? They have area rugs. They have remnants. They can help you with that project at home. It could be small, it could be large, but this is what they do every day. They've been in this business a long time and can get you the best deal. I hear that time and time again from people who say, I shop the big box store. And then I came back to Akil's Carpet One. You do the same thing. Check them out online, AcclesCarpet1.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. All right. We're here talking about a topic that is totally foreign to me and you're going to have to walk us down information lane. And this is the good thing, Bethan. we don't rely on the internet or Wikipedia right now. We're relying Yay. on you for the information and it sounds voodoo, but we're going to talk about hypnotherapy, right? It's, is it hypnosis? Is it under that umbrella?
1: So technically you are in a hypnotic state, but it's not like stage hypnosis. We're not like having you quack like a duck or,
0: you know, chug chug Um, a beer on command
1: or, you know, plugging in any secrets.
0: Right, right, right. So, you know, when you you first kind of approached me, we're both in central Arkansas and I knew your name and followed you on social media. And I remember in the beginning I was skeptical. I was like, I don't know, I'm a Christian. I don't know if I'm going to do this. And then uh, I'll pull the curtain back. We tried to record the other day, but technical difficulty. And you said something like, well, I met you at church years ago. And I went, okay, so I've warmed up to it since the four days since we saw each other. So now I'm I'm, I'm more on board. But tell me, tell me about this magic in hypnotherapy. Yeah. So
1: if I can back up just a little bit to give you an idea of how one gets into hypnotherapy, particularly yeah. if you are a Christian in central Arkansas. Okay. Um, and that is, I am a pharmacist by degree. And the projection of my career or the trajectory of my career has been a little bit unusual in that I, I left pharmacy initially to do functional medicine which I think you're probably pretty familiar with right. um, and at the time when I first launched prescription wellness that was the weirdest thing that I did um, and it's just gotten more you know I I have had three breakdowns of in or burnouts in my life I would say one body which led to functional medicine uh, one spirit which led to meditation which I thought meditation was voodoo um, right. I was raised super super conservative Southern Baptist which there's nothing wrong with that um, but definitely I absorbed some fear that is not of the Lord, we'll say. And so when I learned that meditation is really listening to God, um, then that just I was like, well, shoot! I've never shut up to let God say stuff, and so maybe I should hear. Um, and then even with you know all of those tools, the functional medicine and meditation, which is super powerful, even physically, um, I noticed that I I knew I needed therapy, and I felt very behind. I was in my 30s, I had three kids, um, and I just thought I don't have years to sit and and be in a therapist's office to figure out what's wrong. I need to get well, and that is when I discovered hypnotherapy. And the very first masterclass or the very first experience I had with hypnotherapy was just a very generic recorded masterclass. It wasn't personalized, it wasn't live. Um, and I had such a tremendous breakthrough that I was hooked immediately. I was fascinated by the science of it, which I'm about to get into, because I know that a lot of times that is a lot of what I do is really learning the science behind what I thought was voodoo. Um, And then, you know, being able to share that with people, because a lot of us are missing out on, we're guarding our heart against gifts a lot of times, just because we, we have that fear in us. And so the science behind hypnosis or hypnotherapy is that it's a, it's a specific type of brain wave. So right now, you and I are in a beta brainwave, which means okay. that we are awake and alert. We're conscious. We're aware of what's going on around us. Um, we're, our logic mind is working, right? We're having logical thoughts. Um, if you're sleeping, you're in a theta wave or a delta wave, depending on how deep your sleep is. Hypnosis okay. is an alpha brainwave. And what that means is that your nervous system is kind of taking a rest, and you are able to absorb more um, passively what's going on around you. And I say able to now as adults, but you're actually in an alpha brainwave the entire first seven years of your life, the whole time. What? Uh, Bananas, right? You have been hypnotized. You're hypnotized every day still. I know, I know. You're gonna Google after okay. this. It's no, we're, fine.
0: <laughs> I, I'm on, but I'm steer, sitting yes. here with you okay. for fifty-five minutes. Yes. So I'm stuck. Yes. No, we're I gotta going. To know we're more. going.
1: Okay. So this alpha brainwave, what that means is that you everything that you see, hear, feel, and experience, your mind takes on as true and and it extrapolates it. So it might there might be some minor truth to it, but your mind says this is true universally across the board, which is why okay. um, someone might be You know, call someone a name on the playground when they're six years old. And that becomes a part of that kid's identity for their life, unless that is interrupted somewhere, unless it is disproven.
0: Right. But same thing with trauma. Oh, huge. I'm going back to Mm. my own childhood trauma from more than seven years, but it it definitely uh, is a stamp on your heart and your brain. It is. And so the interesting thing about hypnotherapy
1: is that we can't. It's such a tangible experience of beauty from ashes
0: to me because we can't change what happened. For those of you listening, that's a biblical term. Oh, sorry. She, she's doing this so that I'm, I'm totally on board now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I tell people, I, the meditation led to deep spiritual deconstruction. And so I tell people wow. often that it got down to, it was just me and Jesus in my living room and everything else was like, okay, we're going to rebuild this from scratch. And it's, I'm going to let Jesus tell me, you know, what, what is real. Um, but that's a different story. So when you're talking about, um, changing, we can't change what happened, but we can change the meaning that your mind makes from it, i.e. that was a reflection of the person who hurt you or the person who said the thing, or just some conditions that are going on outside of you. It's not reflective of you, of your value, of your identity. And so we can rewrite those those beliefs. So in, there are what I call capital T truths in life, which are true no matter what, right? You are beloved. You are a child of God. Like that is a capital Mm -hmm. T truth. It doesn't matter whether you believe it. Um, but often in our day to day life, there are, well, always, there are little bitty lowercase truths and they are true as long as you believe them to be. And so if you believe that you, you know, to use like a really, um, Easy example, like if you believe that you're a terrible public speaker, because obviously that's not going to be you, um, then then you're not even going to to try to speak publicly. Let alone if you get right. put in a position to do that, your body reacts in ways that your mind is telling it to do. Like your mind truly is at the root of the vast majority of what you experience, right. Right. Um, and a really, a really profound point that helped me realize initially when I did hypnotherapy, I was not planning on bringing it into the wellness space or into, you know, offering it. I just wanted to heal and you can't go through hypnotherapy without learning much more in depth how your mind works. And as I was doing that, I, I recognized that I could predict often within a first conversation with a wellness client. Um, how successful they were going to be long-term based on the words that they used to describe themselves or to mm. talk about, you know, so many times it's, I know what I need to do, but I just don't do it. So self-sabotage is one of the number mm-hmm. one things that that we work on in hypnotherapy because you're I can give you all the tools in the world to get well and there are a ridiculous amount of them. But if your mind blocks you from implementing those tools, then they're just, you know, rusty in your toolkit. Sometimes... I have to stop the metaphor. I won't know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, no, no, no. That's good. <clears throat> it's the whole mindset. I mean- It is. And it I, and it I, dictates- just, just all of it. Yeah, it really dictates. So another important science point to know is that we hear often that we only use about 10% of our brain or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's not really accurate. The, the more accurate way to describe it is that we only access readily 10% of our brain. And that other 90% is holding on to thoughts images, feelings, experiences that are from your past, and your mind is always trying to connect dots. Your your logic mind, the purpose of it is to, well, one, to keep you alive, and two, to make meaning of everything. Um, I've heard it described as a meaning-making machine, and it doesn't always do that accurately. And so if, you know, I can give you so many examples, but one that stands out in my mind always is, um, a hypnotherapy client that I did for travel anxiety, really severe travel anxiety. And as we got into the session, which we do regressions to see where, where in your past, your mind is sort of protect, it's trying to protect you from accessing these painful memories. Right.
0: Wow. And yeah. so
1: you, you are able to connect the dots. It's almost like a detective work, um, to say, okay, these experiences created beliefs that then led to my current issue of travel anxiety, right? And so with this, with this person, there was a com it was actually financial insecurity that manifested itself as travel anxiety when he got too far from home. And he, he's a wealthy guy. The whole it was a combination of a scary plane experience in childhood. Um an experience of several relatives developing anxiety around the same age and, um, and a financial scare at one point in his career. And so the combination, the meaning that his mind made from that was you're going to get anxiety around age 40 ish. And this is a scary thing where you were traveling and you weren't close to home and you felt fearful. And this is, you know, well, that one time you had that fear about, you know, losing money. And so it just put that all together and decided, Hey, you're safe whenever you're close to home mm-hmm. and in control. And so ultimately, sorry, go ahead. so
0: Bethan, does it trigger, um, a cortisol response? I mean, those thoughts that we have, and then yes. you're trying to not while nap- you're in it.
1: Okay. So, so okay. what's really important okay. is that you, those thoughts are it's when they're in the subconscious, they're it's almost like an undercurrent of fear going on, okay. right? Okay. And so that. that when your body is, when your mind goes to um, either reliving painful experiences from the past or worrying about potential scary experiences in the future, it your body chemicals react as if it's yes. happening now. And so Isn't it's incredibly harmful. Yeah.
0: Okay. But I thought now the thinking in therapy module and I don't know anything about it but I've heard people say but you have to learn to sit with your anger to sit with your fears or sit with your bad experiences so are should we let our minds go back to that or or no so okay so there are lots of
1: different and I am not a a traditional talk therapist so that it has a different purpose yes I do believe that I don't I'm not fully on board with just sitting in it forever, you know. Um, right. It's but acknowledging. It's right, thank you. Okay. Right. And moving on. That's what hypnotherapy is for. So the woman who who actually created this type of hypnotherapy, the type I'm certified in, which is it's a cheesy title, but it's also accurate. It's rapid transformational therapy, and she oh, actually it. created it. Um, as she had been in, as she had been a therapist for 30 years, I think at the time. And, or maybe that's now I could, don't quote me on that, but she, um, she noticed that it's similar, similar to, um, you know, getting on a medication sometimes whenever it's not for like chronic things, um, people were just kind of in therapy, continually and not necessarily moving past the thing. Got it. And so Got that it, is what this this does. So I do tell people yeah. often and norm I mean it goes hand in hand with therapy. I'm pro therapy all the way. Um yeah. but when someone has sort of uh rehashed the issue until all the cows have come home, right? Like they're here, cows are present. And so they're ready to- I love the
0: cows coming home. Yeah, they're ready to move
1: on. That's when (laughs) hypnotherapy comes into play because you don't relive anything. It's almost like you're like viewing it like a movie or like you're walking onto a set of your life in your mind. Um, And you're able to observe it and you're able to um, see- well, self compassion is really important. So, understanding, seeing yourself as a little kid, or some, it's not always childhood. I mean, there are often things in adulthood that are traumatizing. So,
0: the point is, there are tears every time somebody every does this. Every single time, yeah. Okay, but right. often I- it happens. Often, you're
1: like emotions just need to come out, and so a lot of yeah. times. I'll get someone into hypnosis. And before we even get started, they'll begin to weep because they've been holding tears in wow. for so long. That
0: makes me want to cry just hearing it. Right? It's be- it's such an honor oh, to, really,
1: um, to be able to have that experience with people because they do let you in. It is, I mean, it's an intimate thing, even though it's virtual the majority of the time because they are, you know... Often, really deep, and sometimes it's light. Sometimes it's shockingly simple. You know, things that that. We so, hold are on they
0: to. cognizant that they went? They yes. took this trip down memory lane. Oh, yes, completely. Yes, okay. I have heard wow. of types
1: of hypnotherapy where you you come out of it and you're like, "What just happened?" But that is not this yes. at all. Okay, no, you are okay. you are aware. You're in control the whole time. You can. You know, if you want to wake up, you can wake up. But most people are there for a reason, and, you know, and it's an investment. So they're there because they are ready to move into they're ready to get out of their own way, you know, to get their mind on board yeah. with what they really want for their life and what I believe God wants for them, which is freedom. And that's what comes.
0: What's the youngest age you've ever had as a client? As a client? Mm hmm. Oh, probably
1: 20s, 20-somethings. So, okay. I didn't know if teenagers were too vulnerable at that point. Um, it's not that they're too vulnerable. I would work with, I don't, um, I don't, I don't even advertise yet. <laughs> so uh, it's yeah. because I'm in the wellness well, space. My avatar- Honey, after
0: this, you won't have to. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> this is going to get the word out. <laughs> yes, thank
1: you. Um, so the 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 avatars that I have are generally um, people who are me or my mom. Like those are the most common. And then, and then any man connected to those people. (laughs) So, and I, and I do get referrals from physicians for things like insomnia and stuff like that.
0: Oh, so is it, um, are women more
1: open to this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and modern men are open. So if, for the men listening, if you are a secure modern man, this is, you know, just like, yeah, any other thing like it's it's bringing back that balance of you know the the feminine nature that we have all kind of locked up for however long yeah. has been going on and just allowing yourself to be healed
0: really well let's talk about your functional medicine journey so just to remind people functional functional medicine gets to the root of why we're sick mm-hmm. so you went down this nerdy pharmacy path I mean pharmacists are nerds and smart. Oh, y'all are so smart. You measure well, you count easily. (laughs) I'm great with my fives. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Math math is your strong suit. I mean, I I have such respect for pharmacists because of the specific nature of everything you do. Yeah, stressful. (laughs) In fact, this is what I used to say. If you're having a party, my neighbor was a pharmacist. We always had her bring dessert because you all measure so well. And the dessert always came perfect. We follow the recipe. Yes, you follow the recipe. So with that, um, that was your training. But then you, you obviously had had an interest in some type of functional medicine. Yeah. So path.
1: so it's an interesting story. I was raised in pharmacy. My dad is also a pharmacist. Um, and literally, they, they just sold the building last week that they moved into the week I was huh. born. Um, oh, so right? my whole That's life neat. was spent behind a pharmacy counter, and it you know, he was ahead of his time. Truly like he was a functional medicine pharmacist before that was a thing. He hired a nutritionist in the nineties at the, at the drugstore. Um, In Mountain Home, Arkansas, yes. That's awesome. But I didn't, you know, it's my dad. So as much of a daddy's girl as I am, I had to come to it on my own, which took much longer than when I was living there. So um, it was really when I was in my early thirties and we had had two babies biologically and then adopted a third within three years. And we had bought a house, sold a house. I was working full time for Kroger at the time. Simma down there, sister. It was, uh, yeah, that's just, that was the. And that's, that's the millennial generation, right? I'm a geriatric millennial, I think technically, (laughs) Um, but I do still qualify, but it's, we were, I mean, it's the epitome of hustle culture is what I was doing to myself. And, uh, yeah, 100% burned out, looked in the mirror, recognized that I was going to be a stereotype. I did not want to be, and I felt heavier in all the ways. And my, my oldest brother, um, Ben is a business consultant in Austin, Texas. He helped start Siete Foods. Yeah. Um, and I called him one day because I had gotten word that um, Kroger was going to be eliminating part-time pharmacists. And yeah. I had gone part-time by that point. And so I, it wasn't an option for me to go full. I didn't, have, my, my husband has a business of his own that was, he was building at the time. There was no way that I was going to be full-time. So
0: was this um, 17 or 18? Se- uh, 17. Mm-hmm. 17. Yeah. I remember. Cause I knew a girl who was at Kroger pharmacy and and yeah. I also knew there's also a battle, too, for that market, not that we're going to get into it, of um, Amazon be- can become or Amazon's goal to become your pharmacist. Yeah. Which would remember there was that bill that. Um, so our, the the legislature- Arkansas Pharmacy
1: Association is very protective of Arkansas pharmacy. Yes. And so, yes, yes. That was, it's probably ongoing, if I were to guess, because yeah. Amazon. That's right. That's right. Powerful. Yeah,
0: And it was making that career less attractive, which I hated. Because again, I have so much respect. We need farm. Pharma- In fact, if you go to Europe, you go to the counter if you're sick. The pharmacist gives you the prescription. Yeah, you say i I have here. a sore throat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It- so okay. So that was, that was the beginning of your journey. Yeah. Well, he,
1: so when he, I had never heard of functional medicine. He actually asked, have you ever heard of functional medicine? Oh, is that right? And I said, Mm -hmm. well, no, but if it's as opposed to dysfunctional medicine, which is my, like, (laughs) I would like to know more. So I had, I knew I was going to start my own business. Entrepreneurship is in my blood a little bit. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I felt okay about it. I was a business major in college. And so. You were? mm -hmm. That's interesting. I know. I did a biochem minor. I always thought I would own my own pharmacy and. You know, so on and so forth, wouldn't have. I tell people all the time, I like don't close off because if you would have told even my thirty year old self, let alone my twenty or fifteen year old self, that I was going to be a hypnotherapist, they'd be like, "Where did we go wrong? <laughs> like, <gasps> what what has happened?" So, um, uh, so anyway, I like I got off the phone with him. I had called him to say, I, "My job's not going to be here forever. I need to figure out something." I I didn't want. I'm not wired to be a full time stay at home mom. That's just not the way that I'm created and I'm not good at it. And so I needed that balance. And that's when I dove into, I Googled the, I found the Institute for Functional Medicine that day. It was October of 2017. And uh, I joined it and I started on their path and I took my first three clients three months later and just, I bought a whole bunch of functional medicine website names because I couldn't figure out what to call the thing. Um, and a lot of the ones that I looked at were like 20 grand or something to buy a website. And I was like, nah, that's, I'm not, that doesn't seem wise. And so, uh, prescription wellness was $11 and 99 cents.
0: Awesome. name.
1: And I know, I so, feel like it had both of the things. Okay.
0: Now tell me what I've seen that because I've gone to that website just as a health coach, you know, it's mm-hmm. something that I refer people to all the time. Absolutely. But what can you provide somebody if you can't prescribe medicine or, diagnose?
1: So the first line therapy for basically every chronic Mm -hmm. disease is therapeutic lifestyle changes.
0: Uh, So anytime
1: that I'm talking to physicians, I simply describe myself as a pharmacist who dispenses therapeutic lifestyle changes. Most people are, you know, so I help a lot of people get off of medicine if they want to. Functional medicine is not anti-medication. And I think sometimes people can get that impression. That's not the case at all. It's, it's, pro options, you know, and it's, it's pro healing and it's pro doing what works. And so for me, that's really like the journey of functional medicine to meditation, to hypnotherapy is finding like reaching a wall and knowing that I'm very stubborn. Um, And so I kind of, if, if there's a wall, I, I want to figure out how to climb it or bust through it or what have you. Like, I'm not going to accept that the wall has to stay there when a client is hurting or or feeling. So that's really kind of where or even for yourself absolutely absolutely because there has to be a solution
0: well and that's part of what i say all the time is about advocating for yourself of saying i mean i just had someone yesterday text me my doctor wants me to have a hysterectomy because of so and so and i said if you get a second opinion but fight for yourself i mean that's it anybody listening Fight for yourself. Yeah. Whatever it is. And listen just fight to like yourself. your
1: intuition. Like if it if it yeah. feels really off, that's saying something. Our bodies communicate with us in so many ways, whether it's emotions or symptoms, but it's generally a message of some sort. Hey, pay attention. There's something going on here that needs to be addressed. And so So looking was backwards, your were
0: you were you dealing with some diagnoses? No. Or I a did, diagnosis?
1: No, I was dealing with like really typical um stress burnout, truly like the definition. There's actually a diagnosis. Well, okay. Take that back. Burnout is a diagnosis. Now I had not been given it, It is, but it is is a real diagnosis and it is.
0: Because it's the catalyst for all these autoimmune diseases I'm wearing, you know, it, it is. I remember our, our pastor, right. Our pastor saying 30 years ago was the first time and anyone listening, you'll identify with this. If you have this, Robert Lewis told us 30 years ago or 25, He said he knew something was wrong when he woke up tired and he was a prolific author, speaker, preacher. I mean, one of the best I've ever known. Um, And it took him years and he ended up having Sjogren's, which S-J-O-G-R-E-N-S. It's under the same umbrella that my autoimmune conditions are, but he explained it was burnout finally gets you and it finally gets your health. So that's why burnout, if you are experiencing burnout, anyone listening right now, stop. Yes, <laughs> you know, a thousand
1: percent. That's the
0: first thing I tell you is stop and love yourself and then we'll move on from there. Yes. So what did you do then? What was your first stop and love yourself in
1: that? So my first stop was to take responsibility for myself and to say, yeah. you know what, I've been, I, I wouldn't have called it conditioning at the time because I didn't know, but I was really operating on autopilot. <clears throat> Which goes back to the the subconscious mind. That's what that ninety percent is running your autopilot. Okay. Yeah. And so at that time for me, it really was. You know, I just I was heavier, I was inflamed, and I really thought when I found functional medicine, I thought like this is the end all be all. You know, the world. Arkansas is what forty eight out of fifty, and the health yeah.
0: spectrum and everything. Yeah. Right?
1: And mm-hmm. so you know, I just was so excited to bring this, and I did not realize how many times I would feel like I was banging my head against. Wall, because it wasn't. It just wasn't sinking in. And I've learned now that people have to be. Re- I don't go seek people out. I I let them. They've got to be wanting it. Like desire that's, that's is really good. important. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: that's,
1: and so, uh, so for me, it was. I mean, anxiety is. I. I don't. I probably. Don't, I'm not the best patient. So I definitely had severe anxiety, but I developed anxiety. After all of this, that's what led to meditation. So I I healed what was oh, okay. physically bothering me. And then when I left pharmacy to work from home, because, okay, so this is a beautiful story. I launched Prescription Wellness on a Friday in March of 2018. That Monday, our district uh, manager came in and said, um, you know, this will be they gave us a long, they gave us a while, it was like a two month notice, but three days yeah. after I launched, um, I learned that I would not have, you know, the job that, that I had. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so I felt so protected and that, and it was such a beautiful moment to like feel affirmed, you know, like, okay, I'm doing what I'm Well, the
0: best $12 investment of your life, oh, right, or whatever the right? website was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right, right, right. All the other things. But, um, I, when I started working from home, I, I, I tell people, the only way I know how to describe it is I feel like God let me go through my own personal quarantine a couple years early um, (laughs) so that I would (laughs) be, because by the time the regular, regular not I shouldn't call it regular, but the world quarantine came, that didn't feel to me the same way it felt to most people because I had already come through. I had such a dark, dark period when I was, I didn't realize how much, I work with a lot of religious trauma as well because- we we absorb things from if you're raised in in a, a fear based religion yep. versus the relationship and it's not I don't want to speak negatively of it it's just it was the it's time not. it was the 80s and 90s no. and it was all that's right hellfire and brimstone was,
0: and that's right it was the message you were getting but it's how sensitive you were to that message mm-hmm. other people. Did this. They oh yeah, they didn't care, and, but I cared. Right, yeah. The way you're wired, you cared. I, did. I totally get that. And this isn't uh, looking and pointing fingers No, nope, not at all. It's just my it
1: was my journey, which is which was that I had absorbed basically that I was bad and broken and my insides were untrustworthy. And so I could not sit alone with myself and i'm also an enneagram seven which as you know that's like it's we we shove we we distract and pharmacy's distracting like you can distract wait yourself. Wait, wait
0: wait wait i i gotta back up though and enneagram seven doesn't put herself on a self-quarantine no, in 2018 i didn't because I, I didn't know I, I almost died i almost died during the one in 2020 because of the isolation so were you isolating kind of in 2018 in order to sit with not yourself? On, no
1: I was isolating because I got isolated. (laughs) Like I didn't know. I had gone from working where, I mean, you're seeing hundreds of people in a day. Got it. Got it. and And I had, you know, I would get my kids to school. At the time, I had one who was young enough that he was home with me some of the time. So I would see no adults during the daytime. My husband was working super crazy hours. And, you know, and I was, I had very little guidance in terms of, I mean, the entrepreneurship journey whenever you're on your own and just like in the thick of it is ridiculous. Like it's just crazy to not have partners or mentors or, and I had some of that, but I, I just really, I mean, it, the day, the day that changed my life was, um, I had, I had gotten, I was having like two hour quiet times every day. I knew where I knew that I needed the Lord. Like I knew that it was something in me, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And, Finally, um, I was I'd been going through this for months. And you know, if you've had anxiety, just the physical like tension of it is miserable. And it reached a boiling point, I say. I, I got my kids to school, I came home, I got my Bible out just like I had been doing every day for months. And before I could even read it, I just shut it. Like I felt the anxiety, it was like it got to here and I couldn't yeah. handle it anymore. And it something just gave way, like it. First, it, it burst. snapped, and I hit the floor. I mean, full on, like face down. I put my hands right. up, and I just prostrate. Yeah, right, that's yes, right, one hundred percent. And I just was like, "Here, <laughs> like take take all of it." I don't know what I'm mm-hmm. doing. I don't feel like mm-hmm. I'm doing a great job at anything. Mm-hmm. And um, in that moment, that very instant, literally, I felt a physical burden lift. Like I felt my yoke.
0: But you were not at that point. That wasn't hypnosis, no, was no. it? No, this led it was to meditation. just self.
1: This is what got me out of of like, I mean, I thought like a a nutrient could fix everything or, you know, or a lifestyle change. I did not realize how powerful my mind was and how, you know, how it was affecting everything else.
0: Hey kids, let me take a moment right now just to introduce myself. For those of you new to the Lisa Fisher said empire, well, I mean, I hope it's an empire someday. Um, I'll tell you that I'm a certified health coach and how I got here. I started taking classes in 2020. Yeah, when the world was falling apart, we wanted to know more about health. I started taking classes online with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York. Great way to do that. Great way to partner with the school with outstanding success, outstanding reputation. Dr. Mark Hyman comes and speaks. Dr. Wild comes and speaks. You have these guest lecturers and then you have PhDs and other people who are advanced in their particular study to help you equip people to have better health. Now, no medical advice is given as a health coach, but you can partner with people who are wondering, what can I do to overcome blank? And it's really exciting when that breakthrough happens. And it's because you got the knowledge from IIN. For more information, go to the show notes. You can find out more and you could start the rest of your life. You could start changing it today with iin well what's interesting is that as a pharmacist you didn't run to your doctor for some candy you didn't say hit me with your best anti-anxiety really Mm -hmm.
1: yeah well and like i i grew up not we didn't have to go to the doctor a lot we didn't get sick a lot so that was part of it um but also like We had – the pharmacy was next to the pediatrician's office, and so my dad would just call, basically, and say, like, hey, Bethann has this, 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 and this, and then, you know, we had it. So I – and I'm very fortunate to have, like, lots of physician friends and things like that, so I can talk to them about it, but I also – Very few people are perfectly satisfied with any medicine that they're on, like very rarely, especially mental health medicine. I don't know that I've ever come across someone who's like, yeah, I'm taking this dose at this medicine and it is perfect. And my sex drive is good. And my my feelings are good. And I'm not eating too much. You know, like it's just, it comes with so much. So
0: many side effects. And then with that study that came out this summer, that maybe it wasn't a serotonin deficiency after all. So we've been lied to since I worked. Uh, for a psychiatrist, um, did some marketing for a psychiatrist in uh, 90, um, you know, back when the earth cooled. Um, And a few years before that, um, Prozac had just been introduced and it became the number one drug. Synthroid before that was the number one drug in the world or in the U.S. maybe. And then Prozac. And so then they handed it out like candy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you came in and said, I think I have an itch between behind my ear. I think some Prozac, yeah. <laughs> and then we realized that it because you had because people told us you have a serotonin deficiency. Yes, and now that study said maybe not so much. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. I mean, I have seen people do like the twenty three andMe or something like that. Yeah, see that right. they've got a gene for low serotonin and develop depression. One of the most powerful things I've learned really? is about so you know we hear about the placebo effect, right? Like people yeah. used to legitimately oh, yes. presi- prescribe placebos. And it worked. But not only that, yes. have you heard of the nocebo effect? No. Oh man, Lisa. Okay. So basically it is developing things from your mind because you know they're possible. So let me tell you, this is what... Wait, what? Yeah. So there was a, it's, it's becoming harder and harder for clinical trials to account for the placebo effect because it's growing. But... There was a cancer drug trial. It's been in the last decade for sure. I don't know what year exactly. I could find it. Um, that the they couldn't use the data. It had to be completely scrapped because hold 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 the phone. Thirty uh, percent of the patients who received placebo, one third of patients who received nothing but a sugar pill, lost their hair. <laughs> that is insane. It's nuts. I mean, and they're like, they're now doing, they're doing placebo surgeries. They're doing, I mean, it's becoming like, you can't, it's not just the weirdos anymore. You know, like I'm okay if I'm in a weirdo camp, you know, my, my,
0: but you can't deny it. So is it then, does that get us to the point as, I mean, I'm not a provider, but just as a health coach, me speaking the positive words over somebody and taking them and then them, believe, I mean, it's just them believing it.
1: It, it So it's really nuts. Our, are you familiar with Caroline Leaf? Yes, of course. Okay. So one of the things that she really helped me understand that then played a part in, it was solidified in hypnotherapy is that our thought processes, our patterns, our physical structures in our brain, they're like highways. And the longer that you've had this thought pattern, the more it, you can uh, think of it kind of going from like yeah. a little string to, a thread, to a rope, to a cable, you know, and some of us have like entire train tracks in there, you know? Um, and so the longer that it's been there, the, the trickier that it can be to, to change it, but it's always changeable. I'm so proud. My mother will be 75 this year and she started exercising every day. This is not for hypnotherapy. This is just to say your brain changes. Um, She's the healthiest she's been in my entire life. She works out every day and it started maybe a few years, like in her seventies, she started exercising on her own. But it's just to say, we've been so conditioned that certain things come with age, that this is how you, this is how it goes. And that's only true if you accept it and believe it and take it on. And so changing the way that you believe does change the way that you, it changes your autopilot and it changes your conscious choice in a tremendous way. And it generally has to do with you believing that you're worth it. You believing that it's possible for you. Uh, you believing yes. that it's good for you and safe and right. Yes. And and that you can actually serve even more purpose in the world when you're healed. A lot of people don't know that they're attached to their wounds because they think that it, you know, it's where their creativity comes from, or it's what makes them relatable to the uh, world
0: or it their wounds. I see mm-hmm. that. I, I can see that. Well, it goes back to the, um, another term that's uh current um, and we Christians use different terms, but it's manifestation. Mm-hmm. But we as Christians, I, I don't say I manifest it. I say, I just go before the Lord and ask for it. Or I believe that, I believe God's word about it. But I guess in secular terminology, yeah, yeah. it's manifesting what you want. It, I mean, Yeah, it really is. And it, it's also it is thinking that. And
1: it's also just, I mean, the it's, it's ultimately it's freedom, which I always go back to. It is for freedom that we are free, like freedom, freedom, freedom. And we don't realize what shackles and cages we are in because we believe, I mean, I probably would have honestly believed that it was, you know, dangerous or, or something for me to be a hypnotherapist at certain points in my life. Um, because I, I was listening to the voice of the world. And for me, the world was actually conservative church culture.
0: Right. And, and your that, that was right. Your my paradigm. World. Yeah. Right. And so, right. right. I understand that. So
1: understanding that, that the voice of the Lord has something very specific to to me to say and and that I have to consciously listen. I have to be still and quiet and listen to that and be led by that. And that is where, where meditation comes in. But also there are times when listening leads you to these These modalities, like, you know, a lot of people will do different, like EMDR. I have not done EMDR. It's just brought up a lot. A lot of people who have done it do hypnotherapy as well. And
0: define that for me again, EMDR is... Oh, gosh, I don't even... It's
1: I move rapid desensitization. Yeah,
0: and so what... what, I I just saw someone today say, well, I'm not doing EMDR, or I did EMDR. And I always forget. So that's a type... That's just a modality. It's a modality
1: that therapists use that they use for similar things to a lot of what hypnotherapy people come to. But but hypnotherapy can also be really fun. Like, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I so I am very fair skinned and redheaded and all of that. And so I I blush really easily. And I used to Mm -hmm. um like literally turn red if more than two eyes were on me. Like if it was not just one on one and I thought other people like could not control it. So much so that I, I actually did take a medicine for it at one point when I was working for Target because I was giving all these presentations. And the first time I took it, I started to fan myself like out of habit. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. I'm not turning red. Really? Um, yeah. It was, it was pretty huh. significant. But I, I actually hypnotized. Like my, rosacea
0: would come on?
1: No, like just bright red. Blush. Yes, blushing. blushing like okay. Full, like, I mean, this okay. would have, yeah, and sweaty and- huh. I potentially like my chin would quiver. It was intense. And now I can, you know, speak in front of hundreds of people and, and be fine. Um, so was
0: that an anxiety um, response then? A type
1: of it? Yeah, it was uh, situational anxiety, I think is the term. Thanks, right? yeah. mm-hmm. Um, because yes. it was, it, and, and again, that was just also patterns and beliefs. So this, you know, it might've happened when I was a little kid, or I might've seen my dad is a, was a blusher. He's not now. Um, but so who knows where I got that belief from, but I was able yeah. to, you know, get okay. to a place and you, I literally wire in. So within the session, we do regressions to get to the root of what, you know, what caused the struggle, right? Like what, what, experiences, created beliefs that then led to the issue. Um, and but then the beautiful thing is we shift those to the past. So it's not that we we erase them or that you forget them. it's that they you become indifferent to things that used to be scary to you. or you become um, just grateful for the the contrast of how hard that was versus the freedom that you feel not having to deal with it. So it becomes something that becomes just a part of your story but doesn't impact you in your
0: present. So do you move on from that point? Once that person's dealt with it, mm-hmm. you, you can say, you know, we're not going to go back to that dark place. Cause we've already dealt right, with it. We release is it, it a one and done thing? Yes. Okay. And then, so that part
1: is the one and done. And you know, now I won't say that, like, depending on the issue, when we do wellness things, a lot of times it's more than one session, but you don't go back to the same thing. It's just that there it's, it's more complex. It's not like You know, like if you have social anxiety or something, it's more clear cut. Um, But then after we've shifted that, then we actually, so in advance, we design what you're really wanting, what your goals are. So in the case of, you know, social anxiety is one that I have done um, several times. And that is, you know, we look at, okay, what are your symptoms and and triggers and habits right now that are the bothersome point? And let's, let's rewrite that in the opposite way. You know, so if you, uh, if your heart okay. races, then your heart's going to be steady and your heartbeat is going to remain strong and in perfect rhythm. Um, if you, if your mouth gets really dry, then we're going to say that, you know, your mouth stays, you know, moist. I don't like that word. Um, if we, you know, so we, we talk about all those opposite things and that's what gets wired in and that that's the transformation part and that's recorded, only that part. And so then you listen to that because your mind learns by repetition. Oh. And so you listen to that. For a minimum of thirty days, um, and you so you actually you know unlike traditional therapy where you're you're there and you pay for what you're there and then that's it and if you want to do it again you come back and you pay again you have this recording that's yours forever to keep and it's literally oh, only the good stuff and you and it gets you into hypnosis it has a full induction in the beginning and so you actually get to experience because the part of the benefit of hypnotherapy is similar to meditation in that your your entire body is relaxing. And so you're getting that that unplug or that recharge or however
0: you, you know, wanna say it. Gosh, that is so valuable for your health. It is I mean that's one it of the things I body. push all the time with people about getting I mean, all of us need to get to a spot where we're still. It actually, like it, imp- it, that is a prescription. Yes. There's your prescription yeah. yet still.
1: Yeah. And so, see, so back to your question with like, okay, if you can't prescribe or diagnose, everybody yeah. that comes to me already has been diagnosed more times than they want and has more medication right. than they want. Or, you are right. You know, so it, it does become helping them. I tell people very often, like everything that you need to get well is available to you on the internet somewhere, but it's mixed in with a lot of stuff that you don't need. And what I, yeah. what I, do and what we do at Prescription Wellness is really to filter through and then strategize and organize in a way that is implementable and sustainable. Um, and But even that that part, in order to be able to take to make the best use of it, hypnotherapy is what kind of is the final catalyst for that.
0: Okay. okay. So it, let's say, hypothetically, someone listens to this and and calls you today or reaches out to uh-huh. you. What's the first thing you do with the potential client?
1: We have a discovery call. So I always have, and they're usually a good 30 minutes. They're complimentary. Um, I talk through some of the science behind it if they haven't, you know, really mm-hmm. heard it or, you know, just depending on where they are, we talk mainly about their goals and how hypnotherapy can work. And it's also an opportunity to really get to know it, like the rapport, because it's it's almost like we're interviewing each other. Like, is this, because you got to be comfortable with me. Um, yeah. And I think that is why I you know, tend to um, attract a lot of Christians because mm-hmm. they they're they're looking for these things, but they don't trust most people. Um, and right. so it's important for them to know that, you know, I'm not going to be wiring in any sort of hocus pocus um, or anything right. like that.
0: Yeah. And not I would I don't know any other Christians who do this, but I don't know a lot of people in your field either. So I'm not saying yeah. someone's not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There are definitely several. There are a few in Arkansas.
0: Okay. So, well, we don't want to talk about them because no, I'm talking no, to you yeah, right now. Yeah. Okay. So you have the discovery call. You see, you know, it's it's like speed data. Yes. You're, you're seeing if this is a good fit. And, and then what happens? And yeah.
1: So then we, if they decide that they want to, so I offer, if they're just really not sure, if they just want to experience it, I offer one hour exploratory sessions. And those are just kind of miniature okay. generic sessions. Um, that are just the one hour, you still get a recording. So you still have something to take with you. Um, and it's just a way to experience kind of tiptoe into hypnotherapy, if you will. Um, other than that, I do either 30 or 90 day packages. And within each of those, it's, it's 30 day blocks, even if you do 90. And so within a 30 day program or package, we do a, an intake or design discussion where we really talk through in depth what your struggle is, what the details of that are, what, what logically you feel like from your past. What if you don't
0: know, what if you don't know what your struggle is? You just know I got to struggle. Then we'll generally start with (laughs)
1: self-sabotage. Um, because your mind can, so your mind is really good. I don't think I've said this yet, but I, so when we do regressions, I've regressed people back to 18 months old, six months old in cribs. It's crazy. It's nuts because you're, you don't have the words for the memories, but you have no. the images, you have how you felt, you have what you experienced or what was going on around you that you now can put words to as you see it. And so, I mean, I've had multiple people like that go to like care for themselves as a child in a high chair. That was okay. It's gonna make or, me cry I mean, again. It,
0: I mean, doesn't? I mean, that is so tender. It is.
1: That's why I don't ever do more than one session in a day. I did that one time, and I was like, I don't. I have to like because I'm in it with you, like I'm there with you, oh, and so wow. I really have to. And the set, the set, the full sessions are they're two hours usually, and so it is, wow. and it's it's raw and it's real and it's like I get. Does to it make see you cry afterwards? Usually, okay. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, I'll cry them up, but normally I just sit there, so thankful because I do feel like it's I, like I have the training. Obviously, like I've done what I'm supposed to do, but I do feel like it's part of my gifting to be able to help people connect the dots and then to speak the the transformation part. Honestly, Lisa, I believe is like me just speaking love into them because you know words that they never got to hear. <laughs> so sweet, and I I love it, and I do consider it such a privilege and an honor, and. Also exhausting afterwards. Like it's not in the moment; it's thrilling and beautiful and all that. And then when it's done, I'm like, whew, like I. So I've learned that I really have to recharge myself and give myself space to, you know, go back to just like Bethan in today and not, you know, oh my gosh, look at. And you become in awe of people. You realize how incredibly resilient humans are, and just the, you know, the. And the, their paths and what they want to do, and and what they're you know what they're wanting to bring to the world that they think you know would be sometimes they think it would be wrong of them or they think it would be selfish of them you know for women a lot of times I see that you know like oh it would be selfish if I pursued this thing and that's not true but they have such guilt and and shame we, I do a lot of work around guilt because that's just how you know a lot of people were were brought up is that like you do it right. you have well to that's do.
0: how. And that's how the enemy works. I mean, if we're talking in Christian vernacular, that's how the enemy works is guilt and shame. yeah, And Um, attaching to your ego and lying. Yeah, right. That's right. So does somebody, I mean, I'm thinking, what if some deep, but they're conscious though. So they are cognizant of this conversation. Yeah, they're I aware. Feel like I mean, and
1: the- and they'll, they'll have, they have the opportunity. And I tell them this, if there's something that you see that you don't want to talk about, then you just say, you know, I don't, I don't want to share this. Pass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. and, and
1: we can talk about, because I can still say, okay, what, what meaning do you think that your mind could have made from this scene? What are you, what is your mind showing you? What is it highlighting? What's coming? And it's often wow. surprising. I mean, it's fascinating and it, it, yes, heavy things come up, but also, I mean, I, I can do hypnotherapy to help improve a golf game or get better at piano or, you know, not have test anxiety. So there's, Be- there's lighter the, stuff. The too. block,
0: there's, there are blocks. Well, and, we and have, also like
1: it, there are a lot of studies now that show that practicing in your mind is as, as beneficial, if not sometimes more than actually going and practicing. So they've done studies with um, like free throws um, and real, you know, easy things like that, or certain PO pieces, and yeah. so we're able to really, you know, and you'll talk about. I mean, that's visualization. Like you see the ball and it goes to the thing, and a lot of times your your body can kind of make that happen. I don't fully understand. I'm sure there's like quantum physics or something behind that, but it doesn't all. It's yeah, it's is. not always yeah. deep and and heavy, but it but it can be. The, the important thing is to have a sense of curiosity going into it, you know, and just like a, Hmm, I wonder what my mind's going to show me today. And knowing that, you know, you, it, one, you're not reliving it. And two, you're, you're healing something like it's, so it's you're not
0: reliving. No, it. you're not reliving. No. It. That's,
1: I think, important. Yeah. And there are, there are two things that are two sort of like contraindications if we're going to speak in medical terms. And that is uh, one, if, if people have epilepsy um, because similar to like the light stuff, the brainwave can be an issue. Um and two, if if people have had um sort of like I don't like the word, but psychotic breakdowns where they are disconnected yep. from reality. Right. Um, because it's important that people can recognize what's real and what's not. So that would it would be an issue with potentially feeling like they were reliving something if they were not able to stay in touch with reality
0: and does someone have to be completely sober because you know a lot of people use um devices to help them whether it's everyone leanne morgan said it at her concert she goes, everybody smokes weed now <laughs> she was the funniest thing i've ever seen. <laughs> but whether their people think Beth Ann, that they have to have something to help them relax sure. do they do they take that before
1: that's interesting I mean, now
0: i They've not ever asked. So if they have, oh, if
1: they just, have done, it would not, I mean, that wouldn't bother me if they did. I don't.
0: The other big thing people are doing now, psychedelics. Someone messaged me the other day. It's I, yes, about I've seen a lot. Oh, It's nuts. I, I
1: mean, Mark Hyman did a podcast just, on it like a while oh, ago, he did a few years oh. ago, because when I first heard it, that was the first I heard. And I was like, what is he talking about LSD no. for? Um, but then, so yes, it is coming, but no, that's not something I've had any knowingly anyway, that's not something that I've had yeah. come up. And okay. my concern with that would be if they, it would be more difficult. I would think to trust that what they were seeing is what was really.
0: Right. Cause that's what a psychedelic right. is. Right. So, so yeah, I
1: don't, I don't think that that would <laughs> go well together, okay. but that's the first, uh, that I've I, was, that I
0: was just thinking of anything. Okay. So now, so you can do 30 days with you or 90 mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And then the next question, it doesn't, obviously insurance doesn't
1: reimburse no, for, this, now, for this. People can use uh, health savings or flex cards oh, if okay. they have. they have to Good. have a letter of medical necessity. I can't guarantee anything. They have to, like, it's a process. Yeah. But for people who really, you know, can't afford it out of pocket and have that available to them, it's an avenue that's worth
0: pursuing. Okay. Now the cost, I don't want you to tell us your secrets, your fees, but if you could give people an idea.
1: Yeah. So the, if, if budget is a major concern, I always recommend to do an exploratory session and we can always just do those recurring periodically. And they're, they're more like traditional therapy costs, which often people pay out of cash as well. So it's just a slightly above that fee. And again, that's because of what you, you get the,
0: it's value-based, right? So you, is that a hundred dollars? I really don't. Okay, know. Okay. Yeah.
1: 275.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, hundred, hundreds, of yes, couple hundred yes, dollars. a couple hundred dollars,
1: and then you you move into the thousands whenever you move into programs and packages because you uh-huh. get follow ups, you get coaching, you get the benefit of having someone who is yeah. a pharmacist and a health coach and a meditation teacher no, and a
0: hypnotherapist. I, yeah, you don't have to justify yourself with me. I mean, well, I get it for listeners Just,
1: in case they are not as progressive. That's true. With
0: you know. yeah, that's true. And again, I'm I'm in this space of health and wellness and functional medicine yeah, and investing I
1: mean, in, you know, our, the body that we're going to live in as much or more than retirement accounts that we can't enjoy if we don't feel well. So
0: that's right. That's a big, yeah. Do, yeah. Doing these things now, <clears throat> excuse me to prepare for a wonderful rest of your life. Yeah. And to believe, you know, a
1: lot of, I mean, I've even done hypnotherapy just on like, your life is still ahead of you. Like it's still happening. It's right. not over. And right. it's and it's it can happen at any age. I mean, I've seen it happen in twenty year olds and people my age and older. It's um but it's a powerful thing to to really like get in some ways get your life back, get hope. Hope and excitement and you know, being able to set goals and have dreams and not just be kind of stuck.
0: Um you're mentioning earlier about the power of what we say to ourselves. I heard Jay Shetty today. I just had some reels kind of going. I I was putting my makeup on. And he said, it's also what we tell ourselves. And I thought this was good because I think a lot, you know, depending on who you were growing up, were you the smart girl? Were you the funny, dumb girl? Were you the whatever? He said, when you're in a group of people, if you think those people don't have a high opinion of you, how you lower yourself, but you know how you're with a group of people. If you're with fellow pharmacists, you know, cream rises to the top, you know, you're there with the superstars. But then if you were with MDs, PhDs, you might tell yourself, Ann, I don't know if you do. Well, I'm not as smart as these people. And therefore we project ourselves differently. Sure. But then if you're in a room of people and you're the pharmacist and the others are third graders, we elevate oh, yeah. ourselves, which, is, which isn't healthy either, right, right, you right. know, because it can be prideful. But, it, it, it's but it's external. Also- that
1: is that is an external valuation system. And that is the root of a lot of anxiety because it is wanting to wow. find you know, one of the biggest um, underlying beliefs that I discovered in myself was that uh, I got left at church when I was four. Uh, we were at church three times a week minimum, right? Like it's a safe, happy place for me, blah, blah, blah. It was that one time my mom thought my dad had me, my dad thought my mom had me. I, I'd formed, I was very, I was like four. So I formed a belief that I am forgettable. And and what from that one time, right? Because your mind naturally is wired to remember the negative because it, it thinks that's danger. So it's like trying to protect you always. It's trying to keep you alive, not happy. And so my mind was like, Hey, you got to make sure that you're worth remembering. And so that, that rather than having an internal belief that like, you know, I am worth remembering to the people that are supposed to remember me or whatever, I, I unknowingly had this drive to prove that i'm worth remembering and other people are not consistent right like that's why that's why christ in us is so important because that's constant it's unchanging it's always it's the same forever and ever amen and so to to root my value in that a lot a lot of what i do especially with with people of the same faith is to get their subconscious mind on board with what they consciously believe Like they consciously believe these things, and their subconscious mind is like. But wait, remember this? And but what about that time that one preacher said this, or your you know second cousin once removed said that one thing about you know? So there's just all of this mud and muck in there that can get in the way unless you clean it up and get it out of there.
0: Okay, now I have to know before we wrap things up, how did you lose your weight? Because you're very slim. Oh, what did you do?
1: Uh, Well, so I would say I actually was thinner at one point, but it wasn't necessarily healthy. I mean, I started out with like the traditional, cause this was, I mean, I was 32, I guess at the time. So I started out with just traditional, like I got conscious of what I was eating and became mindful. Um, and then got into eliminating foods for a while. And then, um, also got to the point that I was like, I think that the stress from like saying, what can I eat? Can I have this? Can I not have this? Yeah. Can be even and I see that in clients a lot. As a matter of fact, we've we've shifted how we teach nutrition in a lot of ways because it becomes such a point of stress that some people are like, "What? I, what can I eat? Like, what is this gonna?" Oh, I hear that a lot. It's awful, mm-hmm. really. Um. Mm-hmm. So so that started, and I would say the the maintenance phase has been really really getting on board with. Um, loving myself, which I couldn't have even mm-hmm. said out loud a few years ago, because I would have really? thought, I would have yeah. thought, not that I I really don't think I thought I was unlovable. I thought it was wrong to love myself because I was bad and broken and, and all the things, you know, like my mind mm-hmm. latched onto that so much. Uh, a wretch like me, that is my least favorite mm-hmm. line in a song ever mm-hmm. in all the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, I really saw myself as that. And so getting to the point that I realized that God wants better for me than I even know to want for myself um, brought such a sense of freedom that now, I mean, my, my wellness journey, it's more intuitive eating type situation. Now I don't do the same thing every day. I don't say I'm never going to have that, or I have to have this every day. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really try to balance it. And that's the way that I teach as well is daily rhythms and structures. We have a program called anchors, which literally teaches the anchors of, Every day lived well, so that the the stuff in between the anchors, there's a lot more freedom and give. Because I I don't think that it should consume your life to be well, but I think thriving uh, is living. You know, right? And sort of in constant communication with your body and and Christ and all the things. And that it's you
0: need. it's unique. It's subjective. It's it's different you know, for everybody. N equals n equals one. Right. I understand. And so back to uh, a wretch like me, my mind takes that is knowing in my depravity I was saved and it gives me hope for my savior because my I have a million things of bad self-talk but that one I, I know what you're talking about I know people but I didn't come from a religious background yeah
1: that's the difference I didn't become
0: a Christian until and you know I'm a I was born to Jewish parents so oh. I have a totally different story yeah yes I have, I have an amazing testimony but so I love that part of the song and I love when Paul says wretched man that I am. Cause I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That is so different than make, hearing makes that your whole reach. life
0: as you are. I mean, I, I, I talked to all I've the, never heard it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, well, and, and I had a, a different types of, of trauma within the church that are, you know, I mean, I just a lot of, a lot of hell, a lot of, are you sure you're safe? Are you sure you're safe? Are you sure you're safe? If you die today, uh, you know yeah. where you go again and again and again. And I'm like, how many times, I see. <laughs> like when, <laughs> When when is this done? And that was really the Lord had to tell me it couldn't come from walking down an aisle. It couldn't come from being baptized, however many times I was baptized, just to like make sure. Like it had to come from. Oh, it's just a different thing when because you're. I mean, I was such an innocent kid, and still and and raised in anyway. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah,
0: interesting. Well, Bethany, you're a doll, and you very compelling. What you're doing. And thank you for letting me work through my skepticism. It's my pleasure when you even approach me. Yeah, and and that's why I didn't want to I didn't want to research this before we talk because I wanted to ask questions like people who are listening. People who are listening right now are are looking at their device, going, "You forgot to ask so and so," but we're out of time because there's still more to talk about. And I I love what you're doing. And so show notes will have uh, prescription wellness yeah. and uh, prescription wellness yeah. because that's where they need to go there, to learn more. So. Thanks for doing this. Thank you
1: so much for taking the time. I appreciate it so much.
0: Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.